What's happening, everybody? Brian Jump, welcome to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. It is a beautiful Wednesday. It's a day today. 22nd, does that sound right? 21st, I think. Yeah, I'm ahead of myself. So what's going on, man? How you been? Got some crazy uh, flamenco playing in the background right now, but I don't like that song. I don't like when they sing along. I just want instrumentals. So anyway, enough of that. So this week we've got John, who's going to be uh, number two in the Philippines. He'll be graduating. Big day for him coming up this uh, Friday. I may even try to bring him in a little bit, like just for a few hours on Christmas Eve. Um, but not for a lot, because that's that's a family day and all that's going on. So, But uh, I'm excited for him. This kid's put his time in. He was in all last weekend, Saturday and Sunday. I could tell he's tired. You know, it it's a grind, man. PDR, you just gotta you just gotta keep your eyes on the prize, man. Look for the finish line, right? And is there really truly a finish line? We all kind of move the the goalposts a little bit, don't we? Hey, I can do this now. Let's try to do this, or I can do that. Let's try to do this. It's like it, it's tough, man. I get it. Um, but the way that everybody I know that I've taught and that have been taught elsewhere um, and how I learned, it's, gosh, just a coefficient of time. Got to put the grind in. Um, so anyway, but uh, today we're going to talk about seasons of PDR, kind of like the days of our lives. I, I think in all businesses, there's seasons. Um, and I'm not, I'm not talking about, oh man, yeah, we got the winter, we got the summer. No, no. Not weather seasons, not climate. I'm just talking about the way that, that a business ebbs and flows. And I think it's important that that uh, we all recognize those seasons and then try to act accordingly um, so we can grow our businesses, right? I mean, there's going to be times when it's just not going to make sense for you to try to grow your business. And if you've been in this game long enough, you already know kind of what I'm talking about. Um, maybe not. Maybe you're kind of new to the game. You're like, I don't know what this, what Brian's talking about. He's crazy. But anyway, and yeah, I am probably a little crazy, but uh, nonetheless, I think it's it's good to talk about these seasons. Um, but first off, I want to talk a little bit about recon. Um, I promised you guys the 12 Days of Christmas recon tutorials. Um, so I'm going to try to play, play a little uh, catch up uh, this week. Uh, first off, let's talk about uh, interior repair. You want to look up a company called Classic Dye Products. Um, Justin and David, his dad, uh, David's a chemist, and he's been formulating high-quality interior products for all the major brands, whether it's Superior Restoration or Fitzgerald's. If you've been around the recon business, you'll, you'll know those names. Um, and you can buy direct from him. I mean, why go? I mean, he just doesn't market that hard. But, you know, and you could probably even white label if you wanted to. But uh, now he sells all the, all the good shit. And anytime we get a dealer that wants to come train with us, we'll... We'll buy a, a set off of David and then ship that over to them. And then that stuff will cover a dealership's um, recon needs. So it's, you know, we're talking leather, vinyl, velour, carpet, even some plastic stuff. So it's, he's got you covered, man. I mean, he knows the stuff. And if you got questions, you can call. If David's semi-retired and he's kind of giving the business over to his son, his son's not the, how do I put this tactfully, succinctly? His son's not the chip off the old block that the dad is. 
And I mean that not even from a technical standpoint, which yes, not even close, but I'm talking from a friendly standpoint. He's kind of a, I don't know. This is public airwaves, so I'm, you know what? I'm not even gonna say. Let's just say if you can deal with a senior instead of junior, try. If not, hey, hopefully junior will help you out. Um, but great products, like I said, these guys are number one. They're the best. So let's say you've got an account and you see the seats. They, it, it's a BMW dealership, right? And they get a lot of older off-lease cars or trades and the, the seats are constantly jacked up. Or you have a Lexus store and you always notice that the armrests are weak and soft, which is true. Um, or you got another customer uh, that you see steering wheels or dashes or whatever. And you figure, you know, I can make some good money. There's videos, there's tutorials, and I'm not gonna get into all those things. But basically when it comes to leather and velour, you basically just need to clean it and re-dye it. If there's a cut, there's fillers you can use, um, and then grain it with graining pads, and then put the dye over the top, and you're off to the races. If you've got fabric seats, and they need to be re-dyed, once again, you're basically spray painting. Um, if you've got carpet that's got maybe cigarette burns in it or it's been worn down, there's spray adhesives. And your best friend in interior repair is two things, basically. It's gonna be a spray adhesive and, and a sleeve of freaking razor blades. You can go find extra material inside of a car, underneath the seats or in hidden pockets where you can shave some extra material and then glue it onto the area that's damaged. We used to carry cartons of flocking and and carpet fibers and all kinds of shit. And after we, after a while, we realized every car's got spare spares built into it, right? So, like I said, it, interior repair is alchemy. You'll need to get used to the products and how they work. But if you want to add it on, I'm telling you right now. I mean, you can come train with us, but it's if you know PDR, interior repair is a freaking drop in the bucket. It is so easy. So anyway, just like I said, the most important th three things: classic dye products, razor blades and spray adhesive. From that point on, you're you're 85% of the way to the finish line. And the next one I'll, I'll kind of gloss over, which is still pretty simple too, for anybody who's tried it, um, windshield repair. And yes, you can go watch videos, you can go get trained. When, when I run a training class, I typically will teach somebody in two to three hours. That's how simple windshield repair is. Sure, there's, there's advanced stuff that you can cover, like long cracks, um, you know, scratch glass and things like that. But for the most part, for normal chips, you know, little bullseyes or mini cracks that aren't off the edge of the glass, easy repairs. There's no reason to sweat balls, shart yourself and worry about, you know, things that are beyond your control. Don't sweat, don't sweat the small details. Basically, you're gonna need to get yourself either a little chip repair kit, um, rubbing alcohol, which you probably already have because you're doing glue pulling, uh, chip resin, and then razor blades and mylar. Notice how razor blades are just like the key to so much stuff, even in painting too. So yeah, we go through a crap ton of razor blades. But anyway, you can get that stuff. There's like Glass Mechanics or Chip Doctor. There, there's a handful of, of companies out there on the interwebs. Um, but I would get good, good quality products because you're only gonna be as good as the products and how long they last. You don't want stuff yellowing or falling out of your repair and that kind of thing. So. But uh, windshield repair, like I said, it, it's a good complement to what we do. Um, it's a good lead-in. Um, I don't like to do it for retail customers just because I, it's just not worth my time. Even even at an eighty-five dollar or one hundred twenty-five dollar price point, 
the only time I'll do is if, if somebody's got collision style glass and I can save that windshield from being replaced and those windshields now are like thousand to two thousand dollars you know because you got to calibrate them all kinds of shit all right now we're talking a reason you could spend you know charge two hundred dollars for a chip or for or a small crack because of the backside of how much glass costs um and i've known guys that have made millions off windshield repair they're typically in the southwest your vegas's your phoenix's um everybody's got damage and when you've got a, a, such a captive audience and they all know what windshield repair is then guess what Last thing I will say about windshield repair, they do make a clear bra, uh, like a PPF film that you can put over a windshield that makes it more chip and crack resistant. I don't know if it's legal in all states, but that's a nice upsell. It's expensive. You can make good money installing those bad boys. So just FYI, just throwing it out there. So anyway, so there's your tutorials. Let's get into the seasons of PDR. You ready? Come along. Come on in. Join with. Join me. So. Year one is typically going to be a text, I don't know, launch phase, right? It's when you kind of rock and roll, when you're kind of getting lift off, getting everything together. You got your tools, you got your training, you're starting to make some money. You got a little client base, maybe a few dealers or a body shop dealer, maybe a maybe a wholesaler or two, maybe maybe a, a detail guy, and you're making a little bit of cash, making a little coin. You're doing all right, you know. Hey, you know what? I was able to quit my job, you know, at the hospital or whatever, and now I push metal. And I'm a happy camper. All right. So, so that's year one launch phase. Getting the business formed, getting your, your clients secured, some base marketing, and some skills. You know, and then you're you're off to the races. Okay. Pretty simple stuff. Pretty simple stuff. Okay. So let's talk the next phase. I call it the developmental phase. This is usually year two to five, and you're going to be adding a lot more clients. Maybe even crossing over into a new market segment. Hey man, all I was doing was dealers and I thought, why don't I do some rental cars? You know, or something like that. You know, I do warranty work or whatever. It's usually when you're able to kind of cross over and hopefully get above 10 grand a month. But this is usually between year two and five. Maybe you're going to start doing more retail because you've figured out the margins are there and you've acquired the skills practicing on all those hacked up dealer cars that, that the freaking general sales manager didn't want to pay you dick for, but then all of a sudden you realize, hey, you know what? Yeah, I wasn't making a lot of money, but it was on-the-job training, paid training, and now I can kick ass, and I'll tell them to pound sand when they call me to go do a service car for 75 bucks when I don't touch a retail car for less than 275 or whatever, right? Next phase, you ready? Next season, the growth season. Typically year five through eight. This is when you really kind of got your, your stride now. You kind of pulled back from the steam and the fog. You're like, you know what? Yeah, I'm doing good, but I could be doing better with this this whole scenario. Maybe I'll add some techs. You know, maybe I'll even open a retail shop, or I'm gonna go. I'm gonna double down on wholesale. I'm gonna go heavy. You know, I'm gonna not. I'm gonna go hit up the owners of this this dealership, and I'm gonna grab the chain, and I'm gonna work on a deal, or I'm gonna do some car auctions. You know, whatever. All those are ways that you can go from from low you know, low five figures to maybe mid, you know, you can maybe double or triple your income. You know, there's a lot of ways to do that. And that typically happens. It just takes time to kind of see the writing on the wall. There's exceptional people I know that in year 1.5 or two hit the growth season, but most people, it takes at least three to five years. And that's just from just understanding kind of the whole makeup of the, of the industry. So after that, you've got basically year 10, 10 plus, it's almost like cruise 
or exit season at this point. And an example, uh, my brother, for example, got into PDR to use it as a vehicle to get to his dream. And his dream was always motorcycles, used to race them. He did that with the PDR money on the weekends. But he said, you know what, I, I love dancing and everything, but I want to do motorcycles full time. So he took his money and bought a Kawasaki dealership. And that was his dream and he, and he achieved it. Another guy down in San Diego, this guy named Greg, came, he was maybe doing bumpers maybe a year before I got into PDR, so way back. But he exited, I mean, I'm saying 15, 20 years ago, because what he did with all of his money, he saw the, the, the hype in real estate. Maybe I think his family or his mom was a real estate agent, and he bought four properties within, let's say, two miles of the coast down in San Diego. After, I think, maybe five years of being in the business, I heard that he had given his routes. Because I knew somebody who came across, to, I was going to train in PDR, work for him. That's how I got the story. Um, he gave his, his workers the route, and he basically just lived off the income off those rentals and traveled the world. So some people don't need or want to work. They don't care. You know, traveling is a-okay with them. You know, so that's what this cat did. Um, Mike P, he was the number four dent guy. Um, actually, Mike U. Come to think of it, his last uh, last initial is U. He was trained just after I was, uh, so he was number four in the county, and he just kind of got burned out. You know, I could see he was having a hard time. He he had a retail shop, but it wasn't in a very good part of town. It was out near his house, and it was just kind of like the corner of the planet out there. And he sold his domains, which was stupid because he sold them to a very large school that I compete with, and he basically gave them away. Got kind of conned into that. But then he got into internet marketing. And I haven't heard from him since. I'm sure he's fine. He was a sharp guy. Very charismatic. Uh, my trainer also, Rich, had a shop in Irvine and did wholesale and minor body work. And he was doing pretty well, but he was never really... He was a fantastic technician, don't get me wrong. One of the best. One of the best in the county. I mean, arguably, you could say the best. Right there. With big dents, I don't know about that. But for like golf ball and under, this guy could, could glass stuff fast and clean. Um, and, and then after that for a while, I think he just let his business go and he got into affiliate marketing, you know, and I, and some people just, they just, they see something and they, it entices them and, and PDR, I don't know if it was really ever his thing long-term, but it was a great vehicle. It helped him buy a house. He had a family, he had kids and I know it did them all real well. So, so that's what he did. And then the last one I'm going to tell a story about, uh, these are just all people that are exiting, that have exited for whatever reason. Um, there was a buy shop uh, route tech up in like the LA area up against the, the mountain base. And this cat came at us. It was $15,000 a month and just up and down one freeway. So you would just basically just be answering calls all day and it averaged 15 grand a month. And this is seriously, this is back maybe seven to eight, maybe nine years ago. So I'm sure that route's worth a lot more now. But he um, he wanted the right money. I tried to, I'm not going to say I tried to steal it, but I kind of did. I tried to kind of just, you know, hey, you know, why don't you give it to us for like a hundred grand, you know, and, you know, and he ended up selling, I think for a quarter mil, uh, another tech bought it off of him. And I heard the last thing I heard from him, about him from a couple years ago was he got into real estate flipping and was flipping houses, used that money to get into real estate. So there's obviously a lot more stories. There's endless, you know, people, people are getting into this business and people are leaving, you know, either they're dying or they're retiring or whatever. So, so anyway, so that's, those are the seasons. That's kind of the, the life cycle of PDR tech. 
and you know hopefully you know where you're at and what your goals are and where you're trying to get if you have a pathway and you have a plan it's a much better and easier path than not having a plan at all you know if you don't have a plan you're basically just wandering aimlessly hopefully you know hey this is kind of where I'm at this is what I want to be doing in the next one to three years or whatever with something something going on you know in five or ten or whatever it might be so anyhow that's it guys there you go there's the stories of the uh, of the day we talked a little bit about some recon tutorials with uh, with uh, what do you call it uh, windshield repair and interior repair and then we also talked to, about the seasons of PDR so anyway I hope you got some of that I hope that served you well it's, it's definitely served me well over my time um, We'll probably hear a little bit more about the student this week. Hopefully I can get him on for like a guest pod and you'll get to know John and, and hear about him and what he uh, what he's been learning and his trials and tribulations through these three weeks before he heads back to another country to, to open up a, a PDR retail facility. So it should be pretty cool. So anyway, man, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you guys. Don't forget to rate and review us on wherever you catch your podcast and your and your uh, your fun fun listening content. And I will catch you on the next. We'll we'll what be back on Friday. So take care and talk to you then. Bye bye for now.